We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. There you go. You dropped the Rammstein last hour. Good job by Nick. Oh, this is Duhas. I like the uh, Fitzy version. <laughs> First time that's been said. Uh, Curtis is here. I've been carrying him for the first two hours. If you're just joining us, he was <laughs> off last week. Here's an leave. <laughs> uh, we got Fitzy and Hart coming up at one, and then BC football three o'clock pregame with Meter from Raleigh and the Learfield Sports Network. Such that it is backup quarterback Emmett Moorhead in. They're going to upset NC State today, plus eighteen and a half. Take the eighteen and a half. Wolfpack going down. Talk B's and C's later. Celtics win it last night, one thirty-one, one twelve. Signature win of the year. I'm reading by some Celtics writers. So. Not going to argue that. They took down uh, a legit star in Jokic, and the Garden was rocking again on a Friday night. I was there last Friday, and That's it was right. a big win over the Bulls, so two Fridays in a row. You were the there for the Bulls game last year. That changed the whole season. Yeah, but they blew like an 18-point lead in the fourth or something. And crazy. Wiggy was the one that forced Pasta out of town by showing him videos of his kid playing <laughs> hockey. <laughs> That's true. He still isn't signed, by the way. That's the reason. Uh, unsigned Pasta. We talked a little Bogarts earlier in the show. His uh, unsigned Oh, look, the status. Patriots just released Cole Strange. That's too bad. Don't start scaring people with that. Uh, scare, speaking of scaring people, Danny's on the line now. What's your anticipation? Is he defending Bill today, or what's the oh, yeah, ripping I'm Brady? Defending or? Bill, of course. Either way, I welcome Danny from Quincy, as we always do, and Kenneth Curtis. Morning, Danny. Well, well, first of all, uh, Curtis, I'll start off with a positive note to both of you. You brought joy to my heart when you started talking about the vets yesterday. All right? Oh, cool. I really appreciate it. The Mountain Man in the Morning. Opened up, uh, opened up your eyes to the people that made life possible for you, okay? That's why it goes up my tailpipe when you talk about the elderly, the way you do. You make fun of the elderly. So, um, and I'm, what do you mean? You're an ageist, Curtis. All you do is make fun of the elderly. So I don't want to. I don't want to go sideways on this. No, I just don't like it's, you. I don't like all. I, all the rest of the people. Oh, that's are fine. Nice. You know, you can make fun of me all you want. I just don't want to make you fun because I. I mean, I know I took care of my dad. I, I used to bring my dad to the POW meetings. My dad was a veteran of the Battle of the Bulge. Fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Got captured by the Germans. 
spent five months in a German POW camp. Wow. Combat veteran, Bronze Star, Silver Star, you name it, he had it. He had it. And I met guys that flew in B-17s, got shot out of the sky. And these guys, they're all, I mean, most of them are gone now. And now the Vietnam vets, and Ken, thank you to your dad. Again, I can't Thanks. say that enough. Because those guys got treated like dirt when they came home. And yep. what they went through... You, you can't even imagine. I have you nothing but the imagine. utmost respect for people that serve our country. They're Absolutely. the greatest generation. I, I would never say anything to the yeah, contrary. My, my dad used to always tell me, he's like, you know, what do you get that worried, stupid, worried look on your face? At least no one's shooting at you. That's what he used to tell me all the time, right? Well, Glenn was a little aggressive with you early, so. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, well, he told me, Danny, you would have got killed the first day. So <laughs> that's how. <laughs> I would have pooped anyway. my pants on the flight over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But anyways, uh so, uh, anyway, I appreciate you acknowledging that this morning. Um, and, 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 listen, can we – Mookie Betts, to go to baseball, Ken. Mm-hmm. Look what he did in the postseason. He hit 147 in the postseason. He sucked in the postseason. And look what he, he's done for that team, the Dodgers. He, had, he hit 269. Uh, never even cracked close to 400 on-base percentage, which is what a $30 million player should do of his caliber. So, that, that, that deal is – not good for the Dodgers. Well, he had thirty-five. You can't even homers. argue with me on that one. He had thirty. I mean, he's he's been a productive player. He's been a two, he's been an all-star every he's year. Not a thirty million dollar player. Mm. Okay, and and Bogarts, Curtis, before the two-run homer, he did nothing in that series. And after the two-run homer, he did nothing in that series. He choked in the playoffs. He's an average fielder. Uh, he, so. Please don't overrate this guy. Okay, He's Danny, okay. Can I, we're He's having good. a conversation. I'm going to let you speak here in t- five seconds. What would you do to improve this team? Oh, I don't. I didn't even think about that. I just threw a couple of baseball topics. But, but at what, you. how do you get better if you lose you were good talking players? About it. How do you get you better? If, about how it. do you Four get guys, better? D- Danny, player, I, I, I would probably. I heard you. You're repeating years. yourself. I'm asking a simple question. How do you get better if you lose good players? Look at you complained about Dombrowski when he was here. He was bringing, he was spending money like left and right, and the media complex drove him out of town. Okay, that's a and totally now, different now, conversation. Now drive, I just asked you a simple in, question. He does the opposite. You want to drive him out of town, Danny? I just asked you a simple right? question. How do you get better if you lose good players? <laughs> you can't. Okay, then that's all we're saying. We all agree. Next. Okay, but but you. I understand, but you got to put it in context. Oh, I just Lord. gave you Mookie Betts' numbers. He didn't show up in the playoffs two years in a row for the Dodgers. He sucked. It doesn't get brought up. <laughs> Mac Jones sucks in the playoffs, Danny. I don't think they should keep uh, Mac Jones. And you don't bring it up. Mac Jones okay. sucked in the playoffs. We should get rid of him, right? It, you know, but you want to break the bank for these players, and uh, they uh, do nothing. Uh, um, that's what. That's what. That's my point. Grow your own. So, the, so your why own didn't the Patriots play? So why people, didn't Danny? Why didn't the Patriots fire the defensive coordinator after the playoffs last year? Then I don't know. I mean, Curtis, look at here's the deal, Curtis. All right, uh, on the Patriots, uh, on, on the fourth. Ah, oh, jeez, you got me so sidetracked now. <laughs> I called up to give you some praise about what you did yesterday, and then uh, you, you attacked me. Well, what about? I mean, you keep bringing up Shaq Mason. Okay, <laughs> he's getting Brady killed. <laughs> He's getting Brady killed in the pocket. Is that okay? is that Hog Hannah or Cole Strange? I keep I need to get Cole my new glasses. Strange is a first year player. He oh, lost David oh, Andrews. he's a first year he, player. Okay, he's a rookie. He oh. lost David Andrews, his teacher. Ever since he's he was playing great before Andrews got hurt. Well, that's he got true. Benched twice, and it's not even the ten weeks into the season. 
Shaq Mason has done nothing to help Tom Brady. That defense helps Tom Brady. Danny, okay? I, I really that, appreciate what your dad did for our country. I, I want to end on a positive note. That is awesome that he was that uh, gallant and brave of a man, and he raised a good son. Uh, we've been all over the place there. God, that was intense, but always good. Um, yeah, what were we talking about? God, the Patriots? I mean, he's talking about how Mookie Betts oh, played Mookie. poorly in a postseason, and I'm giving him Mac Jones and Bill Belichick's defense was awful in a postseason game. Mookie statistically was uh, hit well in the World Series win over Tampa, but I don't remember if those were significant. He had a couple of home runs that it was a bubble year, right? It was just it's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's all a blur. Do you think the Dodgers are regretting the money they gave Mookie Betts? I don't. So what are we doing? But they miss. Uh, they but miss, but, but what Danny's point is, he's like, I wouldn't give all these players the money because they're overpaid. Well, a, you're not overpaid if that's what the market dictates. Secondly, how is this team going to get better if they're not going to spend like other teams are spending? Well, he's right. They need to develop. That can be done at the same time as going out and getting Rodon. But they have Brian Bayo, Pedro Junior. They've got some up and comers, Tristan Cassis. You hope those guys develop into the stars of the future. They might. That's good. Dombrowski didn't exactly do that, so Bloom has that going. But he's, he's tell he's, me the good players they lost because of Dombrowski callous trades. Um, yeah, I don't think it's it, the worst thing. Actually, he did was the sale sign, right? Which you would admit, agreed, is terrible. I mean, it's right, but one it's, of the worst signs in the, in the history of the ball club right now. Right, but you swing and you miss sometimes. You know, if you look at the Patriots, they had what they 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 swung and and landed a grand slam with Matthew Judon. They swung and missed with Jonu Smith. You know, you look at, you're, you're going to go about fifty fifty. Joel Jonu, big catch last week. I mean, one I, of the two big plays they had. I, I, I think I'm done saying he's going to have a bounce back year. <laughs> I'm over two. Let's go to high pitch Jeff. High pitch Jeff in the truck. Hi, Jeff. Hey, good morning, guys. How are we? Hey, what's up? Hey, Curtis, man, you're doing a great job. I love you. You know that, buddy. Thanks, hey, bro. so uh, uh, Dan and TC, we're gonna, well, let's do this. Between Danny and TC, who's going to have the aneurysm first, or is Cam Neely finally going to fess up that they messed up? Well, Cam Neely kind of admitted that. I mean, he admitted they messed up, I guess. He called it his biggest regret in his life or something, didn't he? he just he, Yeah, but he did not say. to do that, though. Yeah, well, yeah, two or three days. I, I mean, I th- didn't. I thought it was going to go till Wednesday, and then they, to their credit, do they deserve any credit for this? Probably not. No. But at least, they, I mean, at least they did the right thing, which was release the guy. And they had to do it before the home game Monday. But here's what happened, right? This is a, a good case study for all other people and franchises. If you just accept who you are and the mistake you've made and you come clean, then it's in the rearview mirror. You move forward with your life. They tried to half-ass this all along to try and hope to just sort of put a finger in the dike and then it'll all, and then eventually the water came flowing out. And that's what happens every time. It's either in a week, a year, or 10 years. But the way they dealt with this caused, most importantly, far more pain for the victim of Mitch's bullying because he had to relive all this stuff right. in the public eye. And so if they just say at the beginning... What a debacle. I still can't believe it. There's so they, many levels of this. What were they thinking? If you think that... If, if, if I were the Jacobs family, I would sit down with them and I would want to know exactly, start to finish, your thought process. I want to have evidence of who you contacted, the timing of it, and when you came to this decision, who approved it, and why. I wanted, I would want that in front of me without any bull, without any, you know, half-truths. And if I wasn't satisfied, I would fire them both. I mean, honestly, it, it really – would you be surprised if Sweeney is gone at the end of the year and that's the reason they're just kind of waiting and, you know, waiting it out now? He's a dead man walking? Well, I right. I would say that this team better keep on winning 
they've given the team you never want to give management a reason to fire you and they've given their boss a very easy defendable reason to fire them so if there's any slip in play if there's any further half truths about anything they're out of a job in my view yeah i mean we had some powerful calls last week on the show you know i don't know if you had a chance to listen but you know one guy was saying i'm getting on a zoom tuesday he is a guy that had worked with the bruins and and their tremendous work they had done with uh uh Homeless, disabled, you know, various different organizations. I mean, it was going to get messy. So I think they've probably mitigated some of that damage by releasing them, but not all, right? I mean, there's still... And there's such a community around uh, disabled, and and I I don't know if the term is special needs is still applicable, but we heard uh, Maria from Watertown, who's a great caller, a really great supporter of the the Greg Hill Show and this show and WEI in general, awesome lady. And she just lost her brother who's had those problems uh, in his life. And it's it's such a tight-knit community. And it is, you know, it's the most vulnerable among us who have done nothing wrong, have nothing but love in their hearts. Yeah. And to have that character defect and just to view this whole situation, in the end, what I said on the Greg Hill Show, I stand by it, everything worked. The one thing that sucks, and you can't get around it sucking, is that this poor gentleman had to relive this stuff, and that right. should have never happened. Right. But what happened was is the Bruins made a business decision, the fan base rejected it, and the Bruins corrected or fixed that decision. There, should, there, there is not a scenario where you can create and implement a policy by which teams are prevented from doing dumb things. But they look dumb. They look just that. Oh, of they course. Look horrible. Like, right. From start to finish. It's, so it's, it's, well, it's just indefensible. Your faith is shaken. I heard you last week because you're trying to – think of ways to discuss it there's no way to defend it well yeah well i mean you can defend it i guess generically by saying everybody deserves a second chance but in this case there was so much beyond that of lack of effort from the kid lack of investigation from the bruins it was just so multifaceted ridiculous on so, on so many levels it was right. you know the, and then of course you get the commissioner stepping in and saying he's not even eligible to play right. what a mess well that was also bettman like well i'm sure he was just trying to get out of it but He's, you add to it. Yeah, he he, he did. You know, well, he threw the Bruins under the bus. You sit down did. and you say, "We made a massive mistake. We thought that this was a scenario where we could teach this stuff out of them. We thought it was something where it wouldn't have a lot of fanfare, and that we would present to you a finished product that was a guy that was far different from the person who had these atrocious behaviors when he was fourteen years old." Because of that whole thing, does the Bruins? Title cha- the, would their winning a title mean more? I mean, it would be more personally to, to Sweeney and Neely, I guess. But is there more at stake for them than the Celtics this year? No, because I think, in a far different reason, but if Missoula, let's say they lose in the second round, do you think he's back? Missoula? Yeah. If they keep playing like this, he has taken the if, offense if, to a new level. If they lose in the second round, do you think he's back? It depends how. It depends. I think so. I think they're happy with him. They, do they miss Eme at all right now? So they go from being two wins away from a championship and they lose in the second round with the same team. So what's the scenario? But if they lose to, like, Giannis and the Bucks. And it's a great series, and Giannis outplays them. I don't think so. I think they bring him back. Okay, I don't think his job is secured, even if they advance in the playoffs. Whereas, well, right now they are—they have the highest offensive rating in league history. They Ken, are unbelievable. How were the Celtics in November last year? Not good. I was so there when they cares? were blowing games. So I mean, no, we're not going to remember this in two months. I think we will. I think this proves they're at another level. They—they they are different than they were a year ago. Trying to figure it out, they have figured it out. Ken, they have added you just a bench. Said you saw a team that was totally. Un- unrecognizable compared to the team that concluded the season last year. Right, but eventually so, they didn't win the title. So let's say this they year they flaws. start out great and they they decline. I you don't think see he's that. safe? Well, obviously you don't see that, but it could potentially happen. 
I don't think they're a slam dunk. They, they, it's not like they're unbeatable. What's, what's the title in front of Joe Missoula's name? Is it still interim? I would imagine. Yes. So um, there needs to be a decision to either remove and replace or just remove. Either way, we could see legitimately see both these teams in the finals in June. Of course. That would be something. Well, they're the two best teams in their sport right now. Yeah. Maybe Colorado aside. Yep. 617-779-7937. All right. More on that. Bruins and Celtics are rolling. Patriots at the bye week. Red Sox, what is their plan? It's Ken and Curtis here on EI. Time for Nick LaPana. What's trending? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. What is the organization doing to change the vetting process going forward? Well, I want to clarify Don Sweeney did talk to Bill Daly on Wednesday. From what I gather, he said that. Uh, Mitchell would have to get in front of Gary Bettman if he was going to play in the National Hockey League. Just just one of the many bizarre sides of the Mitchell Miller signing and release. The old sign and release. Then a two-day span. Curtis, you went to Florida. By the time you were back, the guy was cut. So it was one of the rare times. So Friday morning I left at 9.30 and I didn't listen to anything sports-wise because I was in James' duty the whole flight down and we get there to see my parents and I woke up Saturday morning and I was New York Post app and I was like, "Oh, interesting! This crazy signing by the Bruins." I sent it to Ken. He says, "I hear, I, I take it you weren't listening to most sports radio the last twenty four hours." Well, I entire first time in a while entirely missed the topic. It was like one of the Fitzy used to do that when he was on the show. He would send something that had right. been uh, resurfaced a couple hours before. But uh, you know, like it broke during the end of Gresham Keith, and uh, you know, obviously 
basically four hours of the afternoon show on that Friday, and then uh, it, you know, it was still hot on Saturday. People were so emotional, passionate about it, and the Bruins are off to such a good start. The, the dichotomy, I really believe that played into it. I think Sweeney was feeling himself. said this last week on the show. He felt like he could get away with it and push the envelope a little bit and try to correct for some of their development issues that he figured, you know, people love us right now. People were back on my side. People were calling for him for executive of the year for the rebuild, and they are. I was watching a Sports Center last night, and... Uh, uh, Bucci? No, no. Uh, P.K. Subban was just hired. Mullet, mullet coach, the, the old guy. Melrose. Melrose is picking the Bruins to win it all. He's calling them their most surprised team of the year, so they are back to number one in the league. Um. So maybe Sweeney felt like he had good graces enough to go and... Carte blanche. Yeah, to do whatever he wanted to do. Obviously, they made a big mistake, but they rectify that. But just looking forward, so this Bruins team is remarkable. New coach, Montgomery's got him, as you point out, it's been a little lower scoring of late, but 18 different guys have scored goals in 14 games. Pasta's rolling. You get healthy. All of a sudden, Marchand's back. McAvoy's back. Celtics are equally as dynamic on offense. You have two teams that are looking as good as they have ever, you know, or at least in the last 20 years here. Well, the Bruins are such a shock because the second it was announced, remember the day, I don't know, it was January or February or at some point, I don't know when it was, it was a cold day. And, or maybe it was the end of this, maybe it was a cold spring day. I don't remember what the day was, but the Bruins announced like seven things in a row. Marshan is going to be undergoing surgery. Yeah. Bergeron was unknown about it, the future of his team. They were there were all of these things that came together. The rumor was pretty widely accepted that January was when uh, Marshan was going to be back, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was hip oh, surgery. Yeah, he was way ahead of schedule. And so you're sitting there thinking that what a disaster. And then Cassidy's missed. They mishandled that in terms of the PR reaction. They were fans were livid over it. Obviously, it was but misplaced. it probably led directly to Krejci's return. Krejci's back. You get uh, an invested DeBrusque. You have the young guys. I mean, Carlos concussed and issues with him seem to be more than just coach related. But in the general, goalies come out of nowhere. You lose Swayman, but Olmark has but, ten but wins. Entering this year, there was I remember Courtney God Lover was the only one on the morning show who said they they could be a contender this year. Everybody else I heard said uh, mediocre at best. And so to be where they are now is just amazing. But this. The the Miller situation, it's one of those, the second we engage into it, you can't get out of it because <laughs> so many people are so passionate about it. And yeah. the thing that I hated, I hate, I hate, twofold. The term second chance is so misused. A second chance is like you you make a singular mistake, whatever that mistake is. Like, I drove drunk every day for years I came back, I got sober. It's not a second chance because I had a million chances and I chose not to do it. I changed my life and made decisions to improve it. But like when you people talk about this guy like he deserves a second chance, well, the second chance was a long time ago. The second chance would have been apologizing and meaning it on your own to this guy. Well, that's the thing. It's second chance when rehabilitated or right. when you know, you've know you gone through a process, right. which they just didn't in this case. Given an opportunity to rehabilitate is a better way to put it. Now, I heard you bring up Missoula this week, and, and to me, I think that does fall in line of singular incident. It's a long time ago. He seems to have been rehabilitated, deserves a second chance. Different scenario to me, but I know you didn't quite feel that way well, earlier. It, well, week. it's also like I don't. I'm sorry. Raising a hand to a woman and engaging in a bar fight is. I understand you can be drunk, been there, make bad decisions, made a million of them. But the way it was like when people say, "Well, it's one thing." Well, if it was your sister, it wouldn't be one thing. I mean, I don't know it, that whole Missoula situation. I was just 
He's a great offensive coach. I just haven't been impressed with Missoula when he talks. I think he's. I think he's nervous. I think you know he's 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 got big shoes to fill. He's got a team on his hand that is championship caliber, and he doesn't want to screw it up. But my biggest issue, and it was this whole week when there was the sanctimonious behavior, saying, "How dare you even say this guy has a chance?" Will Cordero was kicked out of town without a second thought because of domestic abuse. Will Cordero, who the hell cares? You're Will freaking Cordero. We can right. kick you out of town. If it's a star player on your team, you know, not to get into this. I didn't mention it this week. I just popped in my head. Julian Edelman had an incident that was alleged some some physical uh, altercation that was not very becoming on him. It was brushed past. It was, you know, never really looked at again. He's clearly a good guy and one-off thing. But, you know, when it comes to players on your team, Corey Dillon was found guilty of domestic violence. Paid some random fine and then joined the Patriots and was running for touchdowns in a Super Bowl. You accept bad behavior when that bad behavior leads to positive things for your team. When it's a prospect you've never met, don't care. It's easy to have that standard, yeah, well, but you don't apply it universally, and that's what bothers me about the topic. Let's go to David in Florida. Hi, David. Hello. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Let me get you off speaker. Thank you. Um, absolutely. Now, first of all, Curtis, weren't you earlier in the week on the morning show, weren't you defending him too? I mean, when you and Courtney were getting into the argument about kind of how things can be arbitrary. I mean, if a guy commits a double murder, he doesn't get a second chance. But if he only commits murder, he I mean, what you, wasn't there a, earlier in the week? I was just saying him? that I think the people saying that there should be a rule against players like this having the opportunity for employment are wrong. This that that that, that the, the, to sit there and say that this guy doesn't have a right to earn a living forever because of decisions he made when he was 14, I think is ludicrous. I think that yeah, th- this whole thing worked perfectly in that it didn't work perfectly. It was an imperfect way of this to work because the poor guy that was victim of this bullying had to relive it. But the organization made a decision that the fan base very verbally disagreed with. The organization admitted they were wrong and removed the player. That's the way the free market works. Okay, but and at the same time, I mean, like you were just saying a second ago, we also were around that with an EEI all week long, people were saying second chances are earned. But while that's true and while that sounds very morally sound, the flip side, I mean, that that the punishment must fit the crime is relevant, too. And, I mean, there's so many things about this. Is Bettman just trying to get in front of the sponsors because he's afraid the sponsors might drop him? I mean, are, are the Bruins the same? I mean, it's just that there's so many paradoxical and hypocritical things about this issue. I mean, so where do you stand, David? Thing, I mean, I think he... I think he deserves the opportunity. I don't like. I think he should have an opportunity. I don't like the word "deserves," but I think he, it, it's he should have an opportunity. This cancel culture has just gone too far, and it's just. And you were saying other. Remember, um, Craig McTavish. I don't know. Way back in the early '80s, he he was with the Bruins, and he committed um, DWI, manslaughter. He was in jail for a year. And then the, Harry Sendon traded them to the Oilers for he, he rebuilt his career. Uh, I mean, this Babe Ruth. I mean, I mean George Bush had a DWI and he and he became president, I believe. 
I mean, where do you draw the line? <laughs> well, again, David, and thanks for the call. I just think in this case, Miller has not done nearly enough of the work, including, you know, three, what is it, two weeks before the signing, reaching out to the guy for the first time in years. There were so many holes It's here. such a delicate balance. But the fact is, is that if you really want to go down and break down who's a good guy and who's not a bad guy, you're not going to have a lot of people in any walk of life that you're really going to be rooting for. And so when you begin down the road of saying this guy doesn't deserve a second chance because your heartstrings are being pulled because of the atrocious manner in which he treated this guy, then you're entering a very slippery slope. That's been my point the whole time. I, as I said on Thursday or whatever it was this week, Greg and I were going back and forth, and I just said, in the end, this radio show, this radio station provided a platform for people to express their beliefs both ways. We had elections this week, free no issues. We had a great democracy in action, and we had the same thing on this radio station. People voiced their opinion. The organization made a financial decision to listen to the fan base that said that they were appalled at their decision to hire him. And moral. I'm sure there was a moral decision in here. Some financial, but some moral. But I, you I, just I hope said, so. But you just said I that Cam so. thought he was playing so well, he had equity and capital with the fan no, base Sweeney. to hide this guy. I think Sweeney felt that way. I don't think Cam, I don't know. Did you take him at his word that he didn't he didn't know the extent of it? Uh, but, that's, I mean, but that's bad either way. Yeah, well. Either you're either you're doing your do, job right. and, or you didn't do your due diligence. Well he could have just trusted Sweeney. Like, you know, it might have been all a, it might have been all Sweeney and Cam just didn't know. But if that I mean, was I the guess. case, then you have to fire Sweeney. Which might happen. You know? I mean, but the the situation all of these things can be true. One, your foundation the, the, the faith you have in the foundation of this organization should be shaken at least a bit because of the failure of this. Not just the guy that they they signed him, but the apparatus they used to do it. And you can say that this guy is a scumbag who doesn't belong in the NHL and say that he has the eligibility for employment. Like, I don't think there's a rule that says no NFL team can sign O.J. Simpson today. But yeah, nobody well, yeah. would. In two years from now, if he's done a lot of work, he could pop up somewhere and, and deserve, quote-unquote, a second chance or earn his way back into getting a second chance. It's just... Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. Comparing it to anything is tough, but oh, yeah, obviously O.J. is his own. But you know what I'm saying? Like yes, there isn't I, a rule that says that you can't sign a guy that had been, you mm-hmm. know, convicted civilly of murder. In a weird way, not that this is, you know, to take Lee of this, this could galvanize the players on the team. I f- I think they felt like they were heard, their voices were heard, and had a say in what went on with the quick release. So it might it might in some strange way bring the team together even more. Well, I actually thought this did overall was really reveal sort of one of the quiet best leaders the city's ever had in Bergeron in terms of yeah. he he was the voice in that locker dressing room. You know, when that when that story broke, he was first front facing when the when the when the members of the front office were hiding or lying or both, Bergeron was in Canada answering questions, you know, in a way that didn't require the rest of the team. It was so clear he spoke for the players on that team and that was a, a very good moment for him. Speaking of leadership to pull the Celtics into this. So it's been a strange week for Jalen Brown, obviously, a couple weeks with the Donda Sports sticking by them, then dropping them. Then he's on social media talking about Nike, sort of defending Kyrie, you know. It, so you, I, we've w- wondered for three years about Celtics' leadership. They're playing on the court right now like they are totally in trust of each other. Glenn would love the ball movement oh. of his team. we got to get some ball movement drops from Ordway here. I know. What, what, when do you got a chance, Nick? I would love to know what ball movement is. But they look cohesive. They look like they trust each other. They look like there's nobody playing hero ball anymore. They, they, it goes to the right guy. They are just clicking everywhere. When we talk about ball movement, you're talking about the movement of the ball. Bang. Oh, God, I Bang. was wondering. That's um, ball movement. <laughs> you keep on moving the ball around till you get it open. That is great. <laughs> 
I mean, this is the that is an all. This is what Glenn has been preaching about for years. It is. Have you it. ever met someone who didn't understand the concept of ball movement? Do they? <laughs> but do the Celtics have the leadership? You Ken, think you are to take so them? you become like this little naive sporto fan. Like it's it's November. Who the hell knows well, what they're going to be? Well, this matters right now. We're seeing a, we're seeing two championship caliber teams here. I who will... are the two teams that play in the Super Bowl? <laughs> they're going to be decided by which two teams play the best. <laughs> When we talk about ball oh, movement, right. That's you're talking about the movement of the ball. Glenn's not even up yet. Arizona, it's 830. Let's He's go, flipping out about the election. Let's go to Paul in Attleboro. Hi, Paul. Hi, guys. Love your show. Thanks. Um, I'm just sick and tired of hearing about Mitch Miller and how the ball was dropped in the Bruins management. But how about we uh, we change the the attention to where Isaiah is now? Uh, how he's moved on or overcome this whole situation. I mean, granted, uh, you know, Sweeney and Neely definitely dropped the ball here, and is this the last straw for them? Yeah. Um, but what's up with Isaiah? What's he doing? Could he well, become a spokesperson for kids who are being bullied and who contemplate suicide? Because it does happen. It was very yeah. heartbreaking to read his um uh sort of message or letter that he put out this week. I don't know if you saw that, Paul. I mean, it sounds like he's Absolutely. not, he's yeah, not doing I did. very well, but I would I would agree. I hope he could take this notoriety, for lack of a better word, and, and take it somewhere positive, but it's going to be tough. Right. No, I agree completely. But I'm just so sick and tired of hearing about this Mitch Miller. And does he deserve a second chance? Not now. Maybe down the road if he really shows proof, and I agree with you, you know, reaching out to Isaiah two weeks before the signing just to – make amends and then say, yeah, we're friends. Yeah. And I think that's what prompted out the whole Isaiah statement. Yep. All right. Thanks, Paul. Let's go to Ken in the truck. Ken in the truck. Hi, Ken. Hey, how are we doing, gentlemen? How are you? Good. Thanks. Well, I think that the crime should, um, the punishment should fit the crime. It should sit for like 10 years to equal the same number of years he tortured the young kid yep. and bullied him. So come back when you're 30, and if you're still eligible, then you can play. But here's the one thing I really can't stand is you have all these professional athletes that do all these criminal things, and they do all these abusive stuff, and we all say they need a second chance. Yeah, you're right. They all need a second chance eventually. That doesn't mean they need to get a paycheck worth millions and we're to wipe away the morality of what they've done. Mm-hmm. Let them go work as a – I mean, you know, I mean Ken, with all due respect, Ken, did you did you root for the Patriots in two thousand four? Um, let's see, you're talking about Moss? No, uh, I'm just asking if you rooted for the Patriots in two thousand four. I would have to say yes. That doesn't mean I rooted without some distaste in my mouth. But I mean they, on... they they don't win that Super Bowl without Corey Dillon. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. But I we, mean, and he he point, was convicted uh, of domestic violence. He uh, there was no question about it, and he was released and then signed by the Patriots. And they did that because they needed a good running back because Antoine Smith was no longer the guy, and they needed you know Corey Dillon was one of the best running backs in the league at the time, and that that was given because he felt fit a need for the team. He was not in jail, and they accepted who he was, and they he won a Super Bowl here, but. I just feel like we can, it's it's easy not saying like you're being easy. You, most people agree with you, Ken. Um, I just think it's it's, well, it's and, a slippery slope when we start saying this guy hurt this young boy for 10 years. Listen, I wouldn't want to see Mitch Miller anywhere near me. I, I, he's a despicable human being. I, I think he's a piece of trash. But 
you can say that for a lot of people that have played in good standing in a lot of the sports, especially here locally. Well, I'd like to say one thing on the 2004. So at that point in time, I had just um, was too busy in my private life to be really in-depth. Also, I never heard about any issues with him uh, doing domestic abuse or other stuff. I heard he was a bad teammate. He was disgruntled. But the pitch that I kept hearing was it was because he wasn't winning, and so that's why he gave everybody a hard time. If you told me he had assaulted a woman, I would have been very vehemently against him. Uh, I mean, I've got a ton of goddaughters, and i got female relatives, and I'm not the guy that puts up with that kind of stuff. But, Ken, you could also it, say, that, I agree, and I, I totally hear what you're saying, but you could also say that if you were supportive of Mitch Miller, well, he did this when he was 14, Corey Dillon made those decisions when he was a grown adult. With the Mitch Miller at 14, I'm more angry at the principals, the people around him, and the other students that allowed it to happen that nobody stood up and said, hey, stop that. Are you telling me there was nobody in that group that should, didn't have the spine to stand up and say, hey, Mitch, I don't care if you're a hockey player. Cut it out. No, it's true. Institutional failure all around. And they traded for Dylan, right? It was a second-round pick. He had troubles afterwards. Um, I oh, don't... They traded him? Yeah, okay. But I... either way, yeah, I mean. Did you see what the, like, the, 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 uh, the penalty for the, the thing was such a joke with the, uh, with the police out in Seattle? Dave. In... Hello, Dave. Yes, this is WEI. Hey. Are you Dave? You're on the air. Hello, yo. This is Dave from Braintree. <laughs> we got you, Dave. What's going on, Curtis? I call. The main reason I call is I want to congratulate Curtis on his recovery oh, and the way you. he uses his recovery by talking about it, even on the air, and to talking about he does the ad for the place he went to. Uh, I'm in the same boat, and I thank God I just celebrated 40 years without oh, a drink you know, awesome. this past week. Yeah. That is awesome, Dave. 24 hours, wouldn't you say? <laughs> the other thing I would wanted to say is that uh, I, I'm one of these old-timers that I loved everything Brady did when he when he was here, but I, sometimes I go crazy still listening about him because he had that one drive after he had eight bad drives. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> I wish we could all let go of that and get on, whether it's Mac or somebody else. You know what I mean? So he's not coming back here. Why would he want to come back here? You know what I mean? And I think he's kind of turned himself into a jerk when I thought he was a really terrific person. So... That's just my opinion. All right, but Dave. anyway, Curtis, congratulations! I, I really love you for what you're doing, my friend. I, lo- I love it's you too, Dave. Me. You're a good man. Thank it's you very much. People. Congratulations on 40 years. That's awesome. And um, I hope he didn't say all that just so he could shoot the Brady thing because he really <laughs> softened me up. Uh, no, I, listen. Hey, why would Brady want to come back here? Well, you know, make amends with the Northeast. You you would agree get, that Tom, get stability at coach that Tom more so than Bill and others cares about his image. He's a he's got a business unto himself. Yep, he seems to be impacted by slights perceived or, or or created. And as I said earlier, I keep going back to Robert Kraft. If that guy wants to do something, yeah, he's like a force of nature. I mean, he's got the money, he's got the opportunity, and he has the power to execute it. And from what we've heard from the head coach and general manager of this organization the last couple weeks has been effusive praise for Tom Brady. I mean, did, were you stopped in your tracks when, when Greg asked him about 100,000 yards and then boom, it was like right. it was like it was like a Mark Daniels asking about the other team knowing the plays. In a way, I part of me thought he's doing it to Mac again. 
he's buttering Brady up to keep lighting the fire under Mac. Like, if you're Mac Jones and you're listening to that, you're like, what are they going to do? They're going to bring Brady back? Can we, can this, we, this guy. We can get back to it, but I keep going back to what we talked about before the year with Mac Jones. When he looks at Tua, he knows he's better. Than, or in his mind, I believe Mac thinks he's a better quarterback than Tua. Mm-hmm. Whether he is or not, I don't know. They were competing against each other at at, Phil, at uh, Alabama. You look at his other teammate, Hurts, with the, with the Eagles. And what they have, the, the the Miami Dolphins on offense, you know why Tom was trying to get there. Mm-hmm. Look at that skill crew. And he's sitting here, and, and Tua's got Mike McDaniel, great offensive mind. Max sitting here with, with bums around him and those two numbnuts as his coaches. He's got to be like, what am Better I Better weapons here than uh, Brady's got now, though. Uh, Godwin's still there. Godwin's got, like, he's not, not And Mike Evans, that guy's kind of good. Yeah, but Mike Evans is like, he gets, he's slow to get up after every catch. It's like, God in heaven. How about that dagger Brady threw this week, too, about we're not working hard enough for, gosh, he, he is just relentless. And then Todd the Bowles disagreed, and then uh, Byron Leftwich agreed. He is out, there, one thing we can agree on, he's out of Tampa after this year, right? Oh, I don't know where I mean, he's going. But he, that, he's, he might stay in Germany. <laughs> all right, Kenny Curtis, we will talk about Mac and the treatment he's been getting. How about to use an Ordway? Ordway loved the ball movement. He also loved the blame pot. <laughs> Can we get a little Mac blame pie going next? I love it. Get in the oven. Right. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Curtis here on EEI. Karen Garigian of the Boston Herald basically uh, reporting that the Patriots assistant coaches will have no days off over this long bye weekend. They are going to be working. This no weekend. days off. Right. Bill took some days off during uh, OTAs, but he's back uh, to the grind. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was Karen as part of her exchange with, was that with her with Judge or Patricia? Patricia. So she yeah so Gregan asked Patricia about Mac's progress and he gave a long meandering answer for about two minutes and uh, yeah that's great and then said then said that and tried to re ask the question but uh, that's I think more of a sign that Bill is blaming the coaches for the situation the offense is in right now so if you want to go to blame pie blame Curtis, pie which I like to right now maybe Mac is low on the blame pie he's got a thin slice of pie and Bill is putting out a big slice for his coaching staff my question to you is simple then why was zappy so successful in the in the same scheme with the same coaches if you give so little plot so little of the blame to mac jones i mean that's just an easy answer and they played two dog teams two terrible defenses okay two of the worst defenses who, who are the teams that mac has played well against well mac played well against baltimore and they should have won the game okay, ken, if aguilar didn't ken, drop the football ken, fumble the football ken how many interceptions did he have in that game uh, i don't remember two Three. Do you have three? 
Uh, I'll go back and look at the tape. I'll look back at the all Okay, so he didn't play well in that game. Well, he threw for 300 yards, and they were winning the game. They should have won the game. What are you talking about? Like, you can't revise the game. He didn't play bad in that game. I think I remember coming out of that game, that was the best he had played. One of the interceptions was on the last play of the game when he got the high ankle sprain, too. Okay, and then the other one was when it was windy, and the other one was when it was rainy. Well, no, two of them were He was running. Remember, he ran like crazy in that game. Baltimore, he had a passer rating of 62.1, no touchdowns, three interceptions, and that is his best game according to Ken Laird. Well, he threw for 300 yards. What was his passer rating? 62.1. Right. Well, how, what, how many yards did he run for? Uh, 31. I, I just remember com- my feeling coming out of the game was he. this was the best he so played. So isn't that an indictment? Because remember he got hurt and people, were, he, people were saying, if he hadn't got hurt, God, they're starting to make some progress, finally. Does, isn't that an indictment of how well he has been playing if that's his of best course, game? he's not played well. Nobody so will argue that. I'm telling you, you're saying that, that Zappi played well against bad teams. Yes. Who has Mac played well against? Basically nobody. And it's now a calendar year. It's well, I don't agree with that. Okay, let's go play, back he to didn't his play so bad game in log last game. year. It wasn't his fault in that playoff game. Nothing's his fault. That's what we're learning. Okay. Give me your blame. Pie. What's his fault? I mean that sincerely. I hate this conversation. It's the same every day. What is Mac Jones's fault? He has the most important position on the field. Why is none of this his fault? Because he's a second year quarterback who is been... I don't need his bio. Well, that's important. There's some context. There's some nuance here. He was okay, good he relic. Had, he had McDaniel's ripped away. He was given a total debacle of a coordinator spot. You railed about it all off season as you should have, and you were right. And half the blame pie goes to the play callers. Half, fifty percent. I would give thirty percent to the O line, which has not been good. And you're right, Bill deserves criticism for that because there's no depth there, and they lost Andrews, and they're a mess. And Yadni Kajust is better than Cannon, or at least equal. I don't know. Cannon, Cannon saved the year by getting beat so bad by Franklin Myers in the Jets game. That's the only reason. That's the only reason Max still alive. But but here's the issue: dating back to last season, the bye last season. So from bye to bye, coming out of the bye, they had the Colts, the Bills, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Bills again in the playoffs. In those games, Mac was spectacular against the Jacksonville Jaguars: three touchdowns, no interceptions. All the other games, his rating, 74, 31, 91 in the final game against the Dolphins, but he had that pick six, which was a back-breaking throw, and then the loss in the playoffs. This year, we all know how he's done. Mm-hmm. This is now, what's that? It was, I think, what, the last 11 games he's played. He had no interceptions last week for the first time in nine games. This is, I have been in the front of the line with you, Ken, that they screwed him. The coaching staff, all of that. But Bailey Zappi is a guy that had... Hardly any preparation. He was the third-string quarterback entering the game against the Ravens, was the backup against the Packers, came in, and then from that point on, won two games. If not for Bill, you and I agreed, Bill should have been more aggressive on that second and five plus 45 in overtime at Green Bay. Totally agree. So there's a chance if they just do a decent job. Show some faith in him. And faith in him that Nick Folk hits a 48-yard field goal and you win that game. Yep. So... He played the Packers on the road, tough place to play, not a great team, good defense as the backup, the third string the week before. Then he wins consecutive games. Then he comes off the bench, scores two touchdowns at the half, and they lose it in the second half, and he hasn't he was seen awful. the field set. And he was a terrible in the second half. Awful Agreed? second half. Thank you. So, But I say Zappi had a bad second half. I didn't say Matt Patricia had a bad second half. Just like if I say Zappi had a good first half, I don't give the credit to Patricia. So you can't have it both ways. You can't sit here and say, well, Mac was good, if not for the tipped ball or the dropped fumble. How many balls has Mac Jones thrown that were interceptable this year that were not caught? Some of them were not his fault, including the pick six. 
Can, you know. can I? Can you answer a single question? Have you? How I don't many, know. I didn't count them up. So how have many, you not how noticed many on the all twenty-two? The answer's a lot. A lot. Seven. Okay, I'm not saying that. I watched the all twenty-two. He's I'm saying, been bad. I agree, but it's circumstances around him that are dictating much of this. Not but all. Ken, but much. you're saying whenever I point out that there's an interception, you blame three other people. What I'm telling you, there has been as many, if not more, plays that should have been intercepted balls that were dropped by defenders that were eminently interceptable. Do you understand that? Fine. What's your blame pie? What's your percentage for Mac? Uh, I go 60% Bill, 40% Mac. 40%? What do you mean? So, Bill, so you put Patricia in the Bill? Yep, his decision. Okay, well, if you if you want to do that, then I think if it's just Bill, because Bill gets play callers and O-line blame. He, it's, it's all his it's decision. 80% Bill and about 10% Mac and then 10% receivers. Lighthouse. 10% Aguilar fumbling that football. Well, who signed they, Aguilar? Okay, so ninety, so ninety ten. I go ninety ten. Bill, man, this Bill hate from Ken Nick. I don't know if I can tolerate it. Forty percent blame on Mac. Way too high. Your reaction think, to that? I think it's very conservative. And like our, you, our, yeah, our four. Kenny Curtis. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 